for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoye Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. Hello, world. Coming to you live from Mexico, Mexico cartel territory. Uh, we got a great two hours uh, ahead today. Ben Massman will join me for the first time on TNT. He's a Texan who bugged out to Panama and established uh, an, end of the, an end of the world sort of community. Uh, and, you know, if, if you're looking for a place, if I wasn't in Mexico, I would probably be in Ben's Panama uh, community. And so that's coming up. And René de Devrie, former People's uh, Party uh, of Canada candidate, uh, of course, uh, I think that's uh, led by Maxime Bernier, who I had on the program last year to talk. Uh, we'll be talking with René uh, regarding Canadian, Dutch politics, uh, what's going on in the world and so forth. So good lineup today. Um, you know, the, the biggest for me, one of the, the the interesting events today was this announcement on um, Twitter, on the socials uh, be, between, you know, the what do we call them? The medical freedom community, alternative media. Uh, and they were posting this stuff and it was going viral that, you know, Mexico, uh, the Mexican government rejects the WHO pandemic treaty and international health regulations. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold your horses. Not true. Fake news. And I noticed this often happens with alt media personalities that have huge followings on Twitter, Telegram, whatever. They just go with it. They don't even um, retract. The inf they don't vet it, first of all. Uh, they don't retract it because you know they got a whole bunch of clicks and retweets and you know it'd be a shame for them to delete that tweet and i'm like i spent literally like half an hour uh, up to an hour trying to verify this and i found the source it's fake news basically you know and, and they posted a screenshot of a document and i'm reading it in spanish it says derecho de petición constitucional it's it's a it's a constitutional petition so mexican citizens petitioned the Mexican government to look into the whole WHO tyranny. It was not the Mexican government telling the WHO to um, go stuff themselves. So, but, you know, old media saying Mexican government told the WHO to buzz off. Not true. Uh, we need to be precise. And this creates a problem because then it's like, it's like the QAnon effect. Trust the plan sit down, don't do anything. So um, we need to be better than this. And a uh, college football player dies suddenly after going into cardiac arrest during workouts. It happened about a week ago. Minnesota, University of Minnesota, Duluth football lineman uh, had a cardiac arrest during a workout. He was 20, uh, 22 years old, Reed Ryan. Just unfortunate news and just uh, the, the consequence of COVID-1984, if you ask me. Speaking of deaths is being reported, U.S. suicides reached a record high last year. Nearly 50,000 people in the U.S. lost their lives to suicide in 2022. And um, 
the that suicide rate I, I believe it's being reported it's it's the highest level since 1941 definitely not good news russia out in russia russia supreme court today designated the so-called international lgbt public movement as a banned extremist organization so we've reported on that um um, request that had been uh, put to the Russian Supreme Court earlier, I think last week, and now they passed it. Um, I think there will be fines and possible jail time up to six years for people in Russia who promote this extremist organization, LGBT. Uh, we've got Justin Trudeau partnering with the Fourth Reich, the EU, for digital ID push to curb online disinfo. So you see they're putting together the two. The They can identify who you are and then um, punish you for thought crimes. Um, they can punish you financially uh, or even, you know, come to your house and throw you in jail for a thought crime. So that's what's that's what's going on. Canada is an advancing. And again, the e, I keep repeating it. The EU is the, uh, the prototype, the blueprint for technocratic totalitarian world government and you see the eu is now partnering with countries all around the world and helping them build out this tyranny um what else do we have going on interesting reports uh, uh from 972 magazine a mass assassination factory inside israel's calculated bombing of gaza permissive airstrikes on non-military targets and the use of an artificial intelligence system have enabled the Israeli army to carry out its deadliest war on Gaza. So basically, they're using um, AI to rapidly you know, uh, designate targets. That is pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, that's you know enabling them to do war like war has never been done before. Uh, India also India is set to add another aircraft carrier to its fleet worth uh, almost $5 billion as it seeks to counter China's naval presence in the Indian Ocean region. Commented on that before, Badra Kumar, retired Indian diplomat, and others have said India has swung into Washington's camp. Uh, and also China is waging a growing number of cyber attacks on Taiwan, according to Google, or uh, more precisely, Alphabet Inc.'s um, uh, is who owns <laughs> i forget the exact relationship between alphabet and uh google but they've observed massive increase in chinese cyber attacks on taiwan in the last six months we can only expect that sort of behavior between all governments of the world all right a uh, quick reminder to follow tnt radio on all, all social platforms we i believe we hit 10 million downloads which is amazing news for tnt radio follow us over at facebook meta twitter x instagram gab getter help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on tnt radio it's the stuff it's that division people are talking about and that cluelessness that they want to push today's news talk radio tnt as South Korea moves to ban eating dog meat, many of those involved in the centuries-old controversial practice are fighting to keep it legal. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Harori. I'm trying to think of a bad pun involving dog bites man. I guess this is man bites dog, but or they're banning man biting dog. I don't know what's going on here. 
Um, this is, of course, everyone, uh, in case you didn't know, this is an old customary practice. Uh, so this is not like it shouldn't be that shocking, but it, it, sometimes people forget about this or they had no idea. And it's just like, what? Hold on. So this story is that there are dog farmers, as in dog meat farmers in South Korea. They're protesting a ban on the consumption and farming of dogs as food, threatening to unleash dogs from their farms all at once. I think about two million or something like that. Uh, the government has promised to support those who are closing their farms. There are approximately 1,150 dog breeding farms with 34 slaughterhouses and 219 distribution companies for the industry, according to Reuters. An additional 1,600 restaurants serve dog, according to government data. Um, as reported by, again, Reuters, uh, farmers have protested in front of the legislature to demand the ruling People Power Party get rid of the legislation. The farmers reportedly said that banning the industry would destroy their livelihood and limit the options of diners. They alleged claimed. Uh, sorry. That the food ha they allegedly claimed that the food has traditionally been consumed to beat the summer heat. Uh, Lee Kyung Sig, who runs a farm of up to 1,100 dogs, said, quote, if I have to close down with the financial condition I'm in, there really is no answer to what I can do. I've been in this for 12 years and it is so sudden end quote a gallup korea poll from 2022 reportedly showed that almost two-thirds of respondents opposed eating dog meat with eight percent saying they had eaten dog meat within the last year that number was 27 percent in 2015 a poll by humane society international and nielsen resulted in 86 percent of respondents saying they quote have little to no intention of consuming dog feet dog meat in the future regardless of their past consumption end quote uh president yun suk yul's party introduced the ban on the sale and breeding of dogs for consumption more than six million south korean households own a dog as a pet the first lady has been vocal about the issue and has adopted dogs and owns six in total the agriculture minister said the ban would be implemented quickly but that farmers would be provided the maximum support possible with financial compensation and a three-year grace period. Well, regardless, farmers clashed with police at the legislature and even attempted to drive trucks in front of the presidential office with dogs in cages, which they said they would release at the scene, release the hounds. The protest was composed of about 200 dog farmers from the Korea Dog Meat Farmers Association, according to Time. The union said it was contemplating the release of two million dogs near government landmarks in protest. Ju Young Bong, head of the association, reportedly said on a radio show, quote, if you ask how big the opposition from farmers is, we're talking about releasing two million dogs we're raising, end quote. Yeah, that would be a pretty big deal. The union boss listed potential target sites such as the aforementioned presidential office, along with the agricultural minister's home, Harvori. So I don't know. Uh, is this is this one for the dogs? Um, what do you think about the releasing the hounds? This is interesting. Who let the dogs out? I couldn't help myself. This is a fascinating story you caught, Ruckus. 
that's <laughs> news to me but you know you know the real reason why davos right cobra commander klaus says no meats including dog meat what you thought you're gonna uh get away with that one no i'm sorry uh um can i say asians i know it's you know koreans more, more often i i know some chinese do as well but hey maybe they should you know take their trucks filled with dog poop and dump it in front of the government building like in france where they that the farmers have been dunking tons dumping tons of manure but you know i grew up with a whole bunch of koreans and filipinos and jews and slavs and i had korean friends out in chicago who you know um they said they loved it like they, they loved eating dog nothing wrong with it uh, i've been to china i remember in, in 2004 we visited a small village in china uh my um, you know professor I think he was married to uh, um he, he was a Jewish dude from the Bronx and he married I think a Taiwanese so he, he spoke he was fluent in Mandarin and uh you know he was telling us even in China and in, in in um villages that it was again not uncommon to eat dog meat but uh you know I I'm personally not really that grossed out by it I mean technically it's meat uh you know whether it's a dog a chicken a cow or goats or camels or horses like in Mongolia I I very much enjoyed eating camel meat or horse meat uh in Mongolia so for me it's just I would never really eat dog meat myself but you know if it's a certain cultural practice you know in Korea that's the, that that's their thing uh but I, I do sort of wonder why all of a sudden the South Korean government is coming after them uh for this and I found it amusing you know the Korea dog meat farmers association that is just uh you know here in the west it's kind of it's kind of amusing but hey you know the, uh, this hasn't really crossed my Rubicon in, in terms of you know my red line in, in in terms of you know cultural things but your your, your further thoughts uh Ruckus yeah it, it's a hard sell for people here um well pretty much a lot of the Western world where pet dogs are one of the most common domesticated pets. I mean, as man's best friend, come on, we're not going to eat dogs. So to me, I'm in that camp. I can't, I shudder at the thought of that. But on the other side, I did do something when I was a young lad because I lived on a family farm and I did consume a meat that a lot of people, okay, everybody I knew thought was, they were shuddering at me and my family. We raised rabbits for meats cute little bunny rabbits and oh my goodness people's heads were spinning uh trying to get their you know used to that concept um but you know it was rough for me and my sister being kids but when you're exposed to that and it's just part of what you do it's not a big deal so i imagine obviously the same thing in cultures that eat dog it's just yeah that's what we do it's just meat you know so i think you're onto something with the wef targeting uh the meat they, they don't do cows out there so we got to get those doggies i guess protein hey rabbits there's nothing wrong with rabbits it's not uncommon you know in Europe uh when I was growing up I ate rabbit rabbit stew uh you know again not one of the go-to daily sources of meat but um I know the vegetarians and vegans listening are not, are not liking this segment uh ruckus and you know I think duck is my favorite I've had alligator meat alligator burger here in um Mexico but I think also marmot I've had marmot out in Mongolia pretty funky but all right interesting story out in South Korea coming um again it's really strange and I think it is probably part of the Davos uh you know the United Abomination Sustainable Development um 
program, the SDGs, the sustainable democide uh, goals is what I call them. All right, Ruckus, catch up with you in a bit. We got Ben Massman of CorazonDelCielo.com joining us to talk Latin America and preparing for what's to come. Phone lines are open. If you want to talk to Ben, we'll be right back. You should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. I, I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities. But for most people, I would say, Charlie, it feels normal, but it ain't normal. <laughs> the world yeah. is not normal. It's completely gone off kilter. Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Plug in. Website TNTradio.live. Check it out. Today's News Talk Radio. It's the coolest. TNT. All right. Joining us for the first time on his maiden TNT voyage is Ben Massman, architect and engineer from Texas, who uh, is working to design and build a distinctive family and business oriented community in the highlands of panama he got his architectural engineering degrees from texas tech university in 2001 became a licensed architect and started his own architectural engineering services company in 2006 uh, and then after years of evaluating locations around the world he chose panama uh, in 2017 because it offers a great location to live um, due to the climate geography economy culture government infrastructure cost of living business opportunities homeschool families resident visa requirements and future potential the website is corazon del cielo.com welcome to tnt ben yeah thank you uh, how are things down in panama how's the weather no the weather's great we just transitioned we're transitioning now from the rainy season into the dry season or some people refer to is windy season depending on where you're at but um yeah we're enjoying more sun and uh less rain and uh, we we love it here yeah and you know I, I you were on my podcast a while back we we spent a little more time on your bio I just um I I gave the short version of your bio but um so you know you've ended up in uh, Panama I'm down here in uh Mexico and you know th this is something that is on a lot of people's minds um they are people are re-evaluating what to do where to go where to live um this is still going on I you know I I'm, I talk to people and um just your thoughts and and I you know in a, in a bit we'll get to some of the 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 threats facing us but you know talking maybe first about location 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 right <laughs> um 
what you know what were some of the places that you looked at before and then uh, again you know what why panama is so special and i've had on the program mikhail thorup uh, of expat money who's down in panama um and i know a few others and so there are other you know people as well um who have also decided on panama but you know your, your further thoughts Yes, you know, I I was I grew up in Texas. You know, you would think, well, this is the most conservative place to be. I mean, uh, you know, remember the Alamo and everything, and uh, John Wayne and all the cowboys and everything else. But uh, you know, Texas is changing, and I've seen it change. And I know that during the pandemic and afterwards, there were people moving from California or Canada to to Texas or Florida, thinking, and this is the place to be. Well, you know, from my perspective, growing up there in, in the 80s and seeing the changes through the 90s and early 2000s, um, I, I I just said that's not really the best place for our family and um, uh, not the best best place to for pros- future pr- prosperity. And um, and besides that, the weather's not that good there. <laughs> but uh as far as other places, originally I, I investigated all over the world and started with English-speaking countries, just because that would, you know, kind of be easier. Uh, and uh, really found that pretty much all of those countries are headed in the same direction. Um, of course, after the pandemic, we see that what happened in, uh, or the scamdemic, they after the in uh, Canada and Australia and New Zealand and these other English-speaking countries. And it's kind of just going the same direction in all these Western countries. And so it really just left the um, Latin American countries for the most part, because uh, the fact that we are looking for areas that were more conservative, uh, more conservative, conservative culture, uh, more of a Christian history. Um, it really left it to the central or you know, any of the Latin American countries, Central America, South America, Mexico, um and originally it looked like chile was going to be a really great place to go um it has so much going forward it's almost like california uh, of the southern hemisphere and uh just so much potential and possibilities and uh conservative government and these type of things at least up until recently uh, unfortunately about eight years ago there was an election there seemed to be some funny business going on with that election uh, and the conservative president uh dropped out of the race at the uh, or, uh, candidate dropped out at the race kind of at the last minute that left it open for a uh united nations uh a, 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 I think it's a woman that was part of the United Nations and she ends up winning and, and, and promising to change Chile into uh, more like what Barack Obama was doing to the United States. And I, and immediately after that, there started being a lot more changes toward you know, socialism, communism, um, student protest, and things really haven't gotten much better down there since then. And that quickly got me to, um, Reevaluating other countries and ended up with Panama uh, for for the reasons you you mentioned uh, at the beginning. Um, just so many things: the location, the the climate, the the potential for uh, growing food. It, it just uh, the culture with the conservative Christian culture. Um, it, it's a great place to raise the family, and we haven't been disappointed. We've been here seven years. We love it. My family loves it. My wife loves it. And um, 
even though it's somewhere we would have never thought we would have been 20 years ago, but now we're, we're happy to be here. Yeah. And just to add to what you said about the COVID, uh, it, it seems that project COVID-1984 was focused on bringing down more specifically the developed, uh, and English speaking Western countries as you detailed, because, you know, if we go back, we look at a lot of these documents, white papers of the elites, uh, they want to, um, lower the economy of the West, lower energy use, lower the populations. Uh, and so I think, you know, US, Canada, Five Eyes countries, New Zealand, Australia, uh, you know, Northern Europe or parts of Europe were more, uh, they were focusing more on that than, say, uh, Latin America. Uh, and also, you know, Panama, I, I think you're right because you've got the canal there, a lot of economic financial opportunity, East meets West, China's interested, the West. Um, any thought real quick on Millet winning in, in Argentina? Do you, do you think that makes Argentina look a little more attractive or not really? Um, I think it's going to take time to see how much he can do and, and, you know, to what extent these changes, what, how, how, there's going to be those people that are going to try and stop him. It's almost like, uh, when Donald Trump came in and he was able to maybe slow things down a little bit and maybe get some things done but in the end they got him out and installed biden and and now we're right back on track uh, although i think it's all part of the plan but um uh yeah i mean i'm hopeful for argentina it it it's, it's one of those countries that has all the potential um geographically and resources and um even 100 years ago it was one of the richest countries uh I, th I think the gdp was greater in in argentina than the united states about 100 years ago but the corruption um and a lot of the liberal things there have kind of destroyed the country but yeah I i'm hoping it turns around what i'm hoping it is that that the, those libertarian ideas spread to the rest of Latin America. Um, Panama has an election next year in May. There's an election. Um, presidents can't serve consecutive terms. They only do every five, year, five years. And so in May, there'll be uh, a new election. And I'm, I'm hoping maybe that people look at toward Argentina and, 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 and that president to, to maybe go more in that direction um the other latin american countries have have continued to move toward more socialist um idea or you know econ or uh politicians and things so i'm hoping this is a turning turning point for the latin american countries yeah i hope so too uh you know if, if god would give us a, a little break here and uh you know i also read that our, our, one of argentina's ambassadors called Millet you know, some insult like fascist or something. And I'm just thinking that's very not diplomatic. I mean, that guy should be fired, you know, because <laughs> if you're part of the diplomatic corps, uh, no matter what you think of the your boss, you're not supposed to speak like that. But real quick, Ben, we're going to jump to our headlines. We'll be right back. Hear about it. We're depending on our congressmen. Talk about it. The people have to stand up and say enough. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The Taiwan Ministry of Health and Welfare on Thursday advised young and elderly citizens, as well as those with weak immune systems, to avoid travel to China during a surge of respiratory illness. 
German authorities said Thursday they had arrested a French woman who allegedly committed war crimes in Syria after joining the Islamic State extremist group. Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla and owner of X, says his opposition to President Biden's re-election bid is mainly due to his bitterness over a White House snub in 2021. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets, but I did ask for help and Covenant House was there for me. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. We are talking to Ben Massman, successful uh, architect from Texas who has absconded, escaped to Panama. Uh, a while ago, the website is corazondelcielo.com. The link is in the chat um, as well. And I, I, I did hear from one of my podcast listeners that he had communicated with you regarding the possibilities of going down to Panama. So again, people can are free to, you know, through the website, you can find uh, the YouTube channel, Ben's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um and contact info uh email uh, i believe there's a phone number there as well so if you are curious or interested in um you know is uh, a, a place to ride out the end of the world uh as we know it or hey maybe it i'm not even kidding i'm joking but i'm serious as well the end of the world uh it could it could be uh but ben also to, to get your further thoughts uh you know on some of the things that are going on, you know, the reasons that people need to now act with intention uh, and agency and figure out a place that, that they want to live where they have more freedom, but also resources, um, food and, and and water. And, and you know, the, the, basically the main reason I see is it's global tyranny that, that's coming at us. Um, you know, governments are becoming fascist, authoritarian, totalitarian economy collapsing societal collapse war these technological controls and so i i wanted to get some of your further thoughts um uh you know how you sort of see the state of the world yeah so the i i've mentioned before and when, when we talked about uh, you know, six different scenarios and i and and how i kind of keep an eye on these things and and right now there's really three of those that i i see kind of moving but not necessarily in a fast way and that's the 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 kind of the slow reset frog in the boiling pot that just continues to to grind out and move forward with the united states maintaining the leadership but then these uh small and big false flags but these regional wars and conflicts and you know we since we last talked we we've seen the of course israel flaring up and 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 some people quickly saying oh this is world war three this is the end this is it's all you know it's war with with iran with iran and and that'll drag us all into this thing but it's kind of moved slower than than what some people expected um and, and then there's even ceasefires and things so um it, it, it starts to almost look like more of the same of these, you know, Ukraine, Israel, um, almost uh, the continuous wars to kind of keep things moving. But but we're not yet at the World War Three stage, at least as far as the United States being uh, physically involved. I mean, OK, they're behind the scenes involved, but, um, you know, American troops clearly being involved. Um, and then the other two things that I, I, I see moving that the scenarios that I, that I keep an eye on is the great awakening. So that 
um, kind of the trigger event or information release that exposes the globalist plants and bankers and deep state and politicians and and the people rise up at, toward a, a a new world savior or technocratic uh, technocratic rule um, and, and a promise of a new golden age. And I, I, you've seen since we uh, in the last couple of months, um, Alex Jones actually put out a book called The Great Awakening. And it, it says defeating the globalist and launching the next great renaissance. And and then the the moves by by Musk doing the X.com and and kind of just continuing to be that technocrat that kind of that that's linking all these different things together as far as uh, uh, Twitter and SpaceX and the uh, Starlink and Dogecoin and, and all these things. Um, they 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 are pointing toward this great awakening and 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 right now it seems to be this kind of slow awakening people through podcasts Joe Rogan these type of things uh, but but I, I'm I'm looking for that trigger event that that somehow exposes all the all, all the the globalist plans the bankers plans and and and, and uh, but. Uh, I, I consider that kind of a false light, a false sense of security and, and something to be aware of. Uh, and then lastly, along those lines, or along the lines of what we talked about before is the World War III um, scenario. Again, to me, it, it's it's kind of grinding. It's kind of slowly, you know, more more states are getting involved, but it still hasn't really flared up to that ultimate uh, East versus West or, or U.S. and Western Europe against China and Russia, and, and kind of what I see is the planned downfall of the United States um, and the West. So um, that those, those that's what I've been keeping my eye on in the last couple of months. But um, yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I want to go back to some of those points you mentioned: Israel, Palestine, and I think you're right. A lot of this stuff that they've told us that they're going to carry out right davos and all you know all these all the stuff that you and i and listeners follow the great reset project that a lot of is expected to happen you know we can go back a year or two all these production predictions from a year ago saying the the fall and winter of 2022 so many people you know ps people are dying from the pentagon juice as i call it but it's at a slower rate it's not as obvious uh, they said you know the energy is going to collapse and people are going to freeze to death you know, December um, 2022, th that kind of stuff didn't happen. But slowly prices are getting uh, higher. People are becoming more and more impoverished. I read yesterday uh, that they, they, they said that the middle class now, uh, it costs 11,000. So middle class in America have to spend 11,000 more dollars per year than what they did had to two years ago, just two years ago. To, to have that same standard of of living so it's still very dangerous but it's at a much slower pace and just, just to comment on your israel palestine um uh what you mentioned i i feel like you're right it's this war of attrition and they're using these wars to bring in this insane legislation so you know just based on the israel palestine stuff and then the the protests which that has triggered you see places like ireland now and in canada bringing in hate speech legislation which is you know it's it's total you know orwellian totalitarianism so i think you you know you're right and uh, i i'm just curious when you mentioned world war three do you think at some point uh you know i think 
I, I kind of see it that at some point the fireworks are going to go off. So do, do you expect at some point we will see us going off to the races and, you know, China and its allies in the West and its allies going at it? Yeah, I, I, I do. I think that there's just um, a, a lot of things pointing to this ultimate uh, uh, kind of a what what would appear to be a sneak attack on the United States. It's it's Pearl Harbor all over again, but it's going to be um, indications seem, seem to be it's going to be some kind of taking down of the grid or electrical system, followed by some kind of uh, physical big attack on strategic locations in the United States or major cities and um, that this will take the United States out and 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 move transition the world into the next phase uh, of world government um there's just so many people that have 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 said that this this is in the cards and and basically to expect that sometime this decade you know and, and um yeah everyone from uh uh, Christian uh, prophe uh, prophecies and things to uh, um, just uh, analysts and and then uh, you look at the uh, people like Howe and Strauss talking about the fourth turning and the, it's you know, almost inevitable I guess <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I I see that as as kind of the next big major event to happen but. You know, when none of us know the future and, and things can get delayed or changed. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm reading books right now by elites that go back half a century. Um, and even just a week ago, you know, I'm reading a book. It's on the stack behind me from 1970 calling for world government, calling for deep. It's an it's an academic publication. I paid like 60 bucks for the used uh, book. And he's calling for world government. It's the solution to all of our problems. Uh, we need to install a technocracy. We need to lower the population, manage resource use. Uh, so, you know, just like you say, it's it's the uh, Christian crowd talking about it, the elites themselves in their books, and then Democracy Without Borders, which is a um, it's a private organization that, that is pushing world government. I've interviewed one of their founders. Um, they put out an article like a week or two ago, you know, problem Israel-Palestine conflict. Well, guess what the solution is? World government, <laughs> right? World government is no. the solution for Israel-Palestine, for Ukraine, for, you know, China-Taiwan, for climate, for everything. World government is the solution. And I think you're right, you know, they're trying to get us there. Um, and also, you know, what you mentioned, the Great Awakening, the false light. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the popular Twitter account, Donnie Darkened. Uh, anonymous, but I had him on two weeks ago on the program to talk about his thesis, which is what what you uh, outlined, and I, I kind of hold to this thesis as well. Although I'm not sure things might not pan out as as you or, or I or Donnie Darkin uh, envisioned, but uh, j just to get your further thoughts, you know, John Perkins, the economic hitman who I've had on the program, you know, I, I I respect him, but he just put out an email yesterday inviting uh, us to join the shamanic and alchemical mystery school global gathering where you know the divinity is within each of us uh and it's the, in in this gathering they're going to talk about basically channeling demons it says how to channel the sacred intelligence of the cosmos to flow through you uh to divination which the bible says not to do it says how to tell what will happen in the future and it literally says divinatory 
uh, trainings. And, you know, a lot of alt media is picking up on this. And so what, what sort of trigger? Um, I, I'm also waiting for a trigger event, you know, for like Trump to come back um, all of a sudden and, and, and you know, start taking down WEF. And, you know, there's ARC by Jordan Peterson, which seems to be like part of that process. Um, it's it's time mm -hmm. for our break. So I do want to come back and talk more about this great awakening as well as the the the, com the community you've built and uh, continue to build out in Panama. The website is corazondelcielo.com. We welcome uh, phone calls for Ben. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. It's for the greater good. Have you noticed how often you've heard that expression? Mostly every time someone's advocating taking your rights away? The greater good. It connotes the old phrase, the common good, right? We're doing this for the common good. Okay, we're gonna, yes, we're taking some of your income, but we're doing it for the common good. Well, that's shifted now to the greater good. Greater for whom? Never seems to be greater for me, or for you, it always seems to be greater for them. And who gets to decide for whom it's greater? Why, well, they do, of course. Be silly to allow you and me to be able to determine what's in the greater good and for whom. This is the insidious underbelly of the totalitarian governmental impulse. And it's not just here in the United States, it's in Ireland, it's in the EU, it's in Australia and New Zealand. China, they don't even have to bother about it. They do what they're told. That's the entire essence of a totalitarian regime. But what's scary is how many democratic regimes want to emulate the totalitarian regimes. For the greater good, I'll take a hard pass. For MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. What are you talking about, man? Look at this stats. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Time is flying. It's our final segment with Ben Massman, successful Texas uh, architect uh, who is now in Panama. He's built out uh, this massive uh, community. So, you know, you can even go down there for a visit, uh, rent for a while to see how you like it, purchase a property. Um, and so, but, but before getting to that, we were discussing this great awakening, false light type thing, you know, and any final, uh, thoughts uh, on that? Yeah. So, you know, the last decade or so, you've seen this big swing to the left with the woke agenda stuff and, and, and 
it, it, maybe it's run its course and, and you start to see more and more backlash and and uh, people kind of pointing out the ridiculousness of, of, of the transgender surgeries and and, and the, uh, all, all the craziness. And, and, and so you're starting to see this backlash. This and again, this seems could potentially be a false light, great, great awakening where they're going to reveal a lot of these things. And you see leaders like Trump. And Elon Musk and others in, in, in social media exposing some of these things, and and and, the, and maybe the tide's kind of turning, and and even podcasters like Joe Rogan will bring on people. And but all, along the same lines, at the same time, a lot of these people are, and maybe Jordan Peterson would be part of that. But you start to see them talk about this new age spiritualism and having to go back to God. But but it's like. Uh, this God within you or, uh, and, and, and taking these ayahuasca trips or um, the new age spiritualism and, and, and all these things end up going back to Alice Bailey and, and, and all these people and, and ends up being the other side of the card. And then we end up in the, uh, the potential for this deceptive alien arrival thing, <laughs> which was the, the sixth of the scenarios that I keep an eye on is this new golden age and 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 trying to look up to these spiritual ascended masters could very well be these supposed aliens or whatever that arrive. So um, you can see, I can see a scenario where, where that, that all happens and maybe they avoid, the, they, they decide not to do the world war three thing and just go this great awakening route. And um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting time to, to be alive. <laughs> No, it, it, indeed it is, and I think you know. I feel that that that's how how I feel as well. I think you you just explained it real well there. I think this alt media new age movement now it's very linked to the whole alien UFO uh, deception. Because again, if you read the Theosophist Helena Blavatsky, Ellis Bailey, she founded Lucifer Publishing Company, which became Lucifer's Trust. I have visited their headquarters in Geneva. I went to one of their meetings. It's not wacky conspiracy theory. And they talk about ascended masters. And I mean, it, it fits in perfectly because, you know, as the new age comes in, the age of Aquarius, they're ascended masters, right? The aliens, the UFO phenomenon thing is going to come down. And then, you know, we're all going to sing Kumbaya on DMT and Ayahuasca. And that's the real new world order, the new, new uh, world order. And uh, let's talk about your community, Corazon del Cielo, uh, and, you know, whether people... Um, you know, look at it or not, uh, and they can see the schematics on the website. But you know, you're building. Um, you know, I think the key here is 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 community network. No one can do anything on their own. Um, even if you got the best bunker, if you're by yourself without a community, yeah, I hear from other survival experts. I mean, you're not gonna go very far. Uh, and so I think your idea is, you know, you, you you've got homes and residencies, but you want to build like kind of like a little town right for for to have an economy for businesses uh all that sort of infrastructure for you know homeschooling um and so forth if you, and so if you want to tell us uh more about uh, what you're doing uh, out there yeah um so yeah when i first started waking up to 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 all these things 15 years ago or so and and you're trying to sort out what what's the solution what do i do how do i you know, how do I weather the storm? How do I get through this? And at first, you, you, being an American and a Texan, you think, oh yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just gonna, 
I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to, I'm going to go up to the mountains or hide in the desert or you know, store enough stuff or, <laughs> and, but like you said, you realize if you take a real good look at it, that it, it, it's not going to work. Um, you need a community and the community is the, is the key thing here. And that's what we're trying to promote here locally in Volcan Panama is one of these communities that like-minded people can come to and, um, you know, establish uh, new businesses, establish a home uh, and, and be prepared with, with other uh, people um, that you can trust and count on each other. Um, we, we we really think this is for us this is the best place for for our family and, and our, the friends and the people that have moved here uh because of the many uh, geographic locations and, and geopolitical geopolitical situations uh being that you know Panama doesn't have a military Costa Rica just next door we're next to the Costa Rican border they don't have a military um so um for a number of reasons uh, we we feel like this is a great location uh being kind of a breadbasket for the country a lot of food a lot of dairy uh, vegetables all those things are grown here up at the higher elevations uh very little need for electricity um but we know this isn't for everybody and we support other people and we want to see other people start up similar things in in, in texas and Mexico and South America and, and Australia. And, and we've already started developing a network of talking to people in these countries. Um, I know about, uh, people in, in Texas and Idaho, people in Australia and New Zealand, uh, people in uh, Paraguay and Chile, um, also in, in Costa Rica. So, you know, if it's not where we're at, maybe one of these other locations or start your own and start having forming these networks of like minded communities around the world that um, give people options for a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. And um, I would just encourage people to do their research, do their investigations, look for these communities, whether it's close to where you're at now or somewhere on the other side of the world and and determine where you need to be. I, I told people during co uh, the COVID scam scandemic that I thought there would be a window of opportunity for people to get to where they need to be, get somewhere that's sustainable, somewhere that they can have a like-minded community and this is to me this is the window of opportunity right now right now the the you can get a flight anywhere things are open i i, I don't I, I can see a day when it all closes down again and you need to get where you want to be and get started <laughs> and this may be your last window of opportunity to to figure out where that is and 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 get everything in order that you can get to that location the hour indeed is late i mean look they're already talking about um in china a new covid like pneumonia and it's in the netherlands now and croatian papers are talking about it and here in mexico in the papers you know are we are we not gonna shut down bring back mandates and masks and so they're already discussing it so the, you know the, they're ready to um do it again and so the hour is late uh, i'm happy 
uh, here in Mexico. I, I said this long even before COVID. Like, uh, I'm going to make my Mexican last stand here uh, in, in Mexico, <laughs> Clint Eastwood style. Um, you're in Panama. I, I mentioned before, you know, it's not that far. You might see me in Panama. Maybe well, I, I would like to maybe next year go down and, and visit you. And I, I could do the TNT radio broadcast from from your village in in. Uh, Panama, and you mentioned something interesting to me. We got four minutes left, but real quick, um, the migration issue as well. You know, I've heard Michael Jan. Uh, I've interviewed him, but he's recently been poo-pooing um, Panama. But I've been having guests on as well. A lot of Texans who are tracking the border issue, and there's just a flood. They keep coming into the U.S., and I think, and it's deliberate. They're explaining how the NGOs are helping them, the UN is helping them. You told me in the previous interview you saw Red Cross maps. That are assisting uh, assisting migrants to to, to um, keep going. You know, any further thoughts on the migration um, aspect? Yeah, I, I we 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 know Michael Yan, and we we have guys here that are in constant contact with him. Um, I, I I do think his his explanation or he, it's a little bit overblown as far as how how bad. Panama is, I, I, I think, um, from, from, from what I'm seeing and, and, and the things I know, I, I see it more as a, an attack on, on the United States, uh, similar to the invasion of, uh, of, uh, in Europe it, it's to destabilize and bring down the West. Um, I, I know he talks about the Silk Road and the Chinese plans to take Panama and all that you know, maybe that's, that's in the cards at some point, but, um, I, I don't think it's as far along as he might say, but they are there. There is just that constant flow, that immigration. Uh, I, I saw the numbers here recently, and I think it said there were about almost 300,000 this year, 300,000 Venezuelans that had made it to the United States or had left, gone, gone through Panama. And then uh, in, and then it had all the demographics of the other groups that were going through. Uh, the interesting number on that was 20,000 this year, Chinese uh, people from China coming through Panama toward the United States. Um, so I think it was close to a million, you know, it, it, it's getting close to a million people have gone through here but it's kind of a they're just passing through um is what we've seen and uh yeah that, that, that's our perspective so far like you said we we've had we have people that go to the camps there's a, a refugee camp here that where they're just kind of a, it's just a transition phase as they move them through costa rica and continue onward up to, to the united states um the panama government is not really allowing those people to stay here and um and, and the people in general in Panama are very much against China and China's involvement any involvement having involvement in 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 the country of Panama so at, at this point we we still feel good about the situation here mm -hmm. yeah I, I like I like Michael but you know he hypes a lot and a lot of the predictions that he's made has have not come true um but you know he's still I I, I very much like him one minute left real quick Ben again tell us um, you know how people can get in touch with you uh, and, and so forth. Yes, uh, yeah, just come to the website CorazonDelCielo.com. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel Corazon Del Cielo, and uh, a lot of information there. Con feel free to contact me, take a visit. You can set up a Skype Zoom meeting with me. Any of that, answer questions. 
Uh, we're just looking for any anyone that's uh, like-minded that, that may be considering, uh, please contact me. All right, very good to catch up with you uh, and, and you know keep up the great work uh, down there in Panama. Indeed, interesting time uh, to be alive, Ben. All right, I'll be back with René Devrier, former People's Party of Canada um, candidate to talk uh, what's what's happening in the world. All right, be right back. <laughs>